So Scott is 30,000 miles above the Atlantic somewhere on his way back in town, which means this is my Envoy Recorded Radio. This week is an Envoy Recorded Radio short one, which is uh, only partially a reflection on Scott's stature. It's uh, a short segment simply around an observation uh, that we have about the world and, and unpacking and exploring that. Uh, for a few minutes. And this week I want to talk about grief and tokens. I've seemingly, given the state of the world, there is quite a bit of grief every day, every moment. Someone somewhere is experiencing grief, but I I feel like I've been surrounded by what is defined by deep sorrow, especially that caused by someone's death. And uh, just kind of in my adjacent circles, last week we talked about Alan's cat, Louie, that had just passed away. Um, I've got a uh, extended colleague, if you will, a colleague of uh, a very close colleague who just recently passed away. A friend of mine lost a, a family member not too long ago. And, and then a person that we dedicated an Envoy recorded radio to uh, early on in this endeavor was dealing with some health issues. I just found out that she has since, since recently passed away. And this isn't about my grief. It's actually about how we orient to those who are experiencing that deep sorrow uh, and, and how we might show up to support them a little better than I observe that we do. As Americans, we tend to do a thing called trauma matching. And I see similar across Western society. I I think uh, Americans tend to take the cake when it comes to trauma matching, which is finding a similar traumatic experience to connect with another person's uh, existing grief. And well-intentioned to say, I've felt what you feel and let me share that experience with you. But I, I find that we do two things, one of two things. We either create an environment where that person has to show up to support our trauma in that moment to say, uh, hey, I hear what you just shared with me and that must have been tough. And in that moment, they're dealing with their own and that's not fair to layer on top of that person. Or similarly, we create an environment where they are in the middle of a traumatic experience, a stressful, grief-ridden experience, and we exacerbate that by sharing the core tenets of our experience in a way that likely tracks to theirs. And so while we are doing the thing that we think we ought to, sharing something with them, we're instead creating a layer or a, a layer of burden on top of their existing stress. Psychologists who have studied grief track back to our evolution into grief around communal environments or communal living environments where we were uh, dependent on our partners and our community to keep us alive. And when we experience grief or lose a part of that community, a flight or flight mechanism triggers in our brain and our organs and bodily functions are at a heightened level of stress. And so as we are engaging with a person going through grief, and certainly as we've continued to evolve, that fight or flight mechanism still triggers, and that person does not often have the capacity to be thoughtful and intentional and, and soft in their response to us trauma matching with them. 
they're focused on their own healing. I and mean, that's not fair. The other thing I see us do often is try to do a big, sweeping, grandiose gesture to say, I see you and I'm here for you. And the problem with that big gesture is it has to be right. And if it's not right, if we don't have a deep, empathetic understanding of who that person is and what exactly they need in that moment, we miss the mark and we've created an environment or a situation where they have to figure out how to respond in that moment to the wrong thing. So as we're engaging with folks who may be going through very real grief and feeling the stress of that fight or flight response triggered, what we might do is, is minimize our response to do a little less, but intentionally so, to share what I call tokens. And those tokens are small things that acknowledge their pain and say, I'm here for you. But they're minimal, and that means they don't have to be right as much as they just have to be done. I was chatting with uh, a couple friends not too long ago, and one of them, who's vegan, said when he was going through some very real grief about a thing, if somebody had shown up with a non-vegan candy bar and handed it to him to say, hey, man, what you're going through sounds, sounds tough. Here's just a little thing. It's not the candy bar will fix your problem, but here's a little thing. He said he would have given him the biggest bear hug because it would have meant everything in that moment. Similarly, uh, another friend in the same conversation was sharing a loss of a loved one, uh, and she was sobbing on a plane heading back to that celebration of life. And she said the thing that would have been most impactful in that moment of her sobbing in a metal tube hurtling through time and space full of strangers would have been a tissue handed to her or a small hand on the shoulder and a nod. And in that moment, she said it would have meant the world. And so I'll leave you with this. Let's all perhaps focus on the small tokens for people experiencing grief rather than creating another layer of burden because we're trying to be right.